champion. What? Bruv, you're supposed to be on a fucking schedule where you need to leave. I said we could do three till five and you can leave at five. So I'm trying to get this in at 4.30. So we do half an hour episode, 4.30 right, till five. Boom, let's go. David Silver episode. <laughs> <laughs> you are thought, I said, no, you're just going to go home, watch the football show. No, I'm, I'm going, going out tonight. Doing shit. I'm going out you tonight. You ain't doing shit. Don't even try it, bruv. I'm going out tonight. Forced it. I'm going out. Pop a, pop a couple bottles. Pop a like, uh, uh, why do you want to record it for? Uh, uh. Why are you saying? I ain't got nowhere to go. Why are you, why are you in such a rush? <laughs> Just don't want to be here. I don't want to be around you. Do <laughs> oh. you have me now? Do you want to ride or die? Cheers, man. Cheers, bro. Episode 21. 21, 21. David Silver episode of Beer Rap and Banter. Cheers, brother. What are you drinking on episode 21 of Beer Rap and Banter, Cal? Yeah, we've got London Pale Ale. 4.3%. Brewed with Cascade, Ooh. Centennial, Ooh. and Kentish Golding. Ooh, kill him. Yeah, man. So uh, What did I get? I got, the, I got this deal, two for four pounds. So I got the uh, Season IPA inspired by Adventure. So you're going to drink a couple of these and go on an adventure like some Frodo Baggins got out there. Inspired by New York. So you've got the London. I've got the New York. Mm. Cheers, man. Yeah. Episode 21. David Silver episode. Jeez. But we're going to throw them 21 uh, Savage ad-libs in the background. As we, as, 21, as we... 21. That's a quality player. Do you think David what, Silver... What, 21 Savage is a quality player? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got all the tattoos, man. Imagine him coming onto the football pitch like, yo, Savage, why you play so hard? Why are you kicking in the ball, my God? 21, 21. <laughs> he's definitely a savage player. Um, I'm sure he's playing with a, a lot of the hottest chicks out and about. Well, actually, you know what? Amber let me Rose, take that back. Yeah, any, let me take any... that back because he's got a wifey. So I'm sure he's not playing anymore. Well, I don't understand these rappers who are like dating hot chicks mm. or wifey'd off like amazing women and then just go and mess around. Like, Or maybe just because I'm obviously uh, an honest man and married now. Mm. But I suppose if you're getting all this, all this uh, lust and temptation and everything thrown at you, I mean, I think it's it's just variety is the spice of life. You know, that's it. They say, show me a beautiful woman, and I'll show you a man who's tired of sleeping with her. That is a very famous phrase. That is, that is. But yeah, it's episode twenty-one. Twenty-one, beer, twenty-one. <laughs> beer rap and banner at beer rap bands. Yeah. Um, at Ings Lt at Cal Serious. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing, commenting on the SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player FM, everywhere, Apple uh, Podcast. Yeah. We're everywhere. We uh-huh. keep pushing. Hopefully you like the last few episodes. We know you did. We got the visuals dropping soon. We got um, that. And I'm back drinking again. Boy. Can we make some noise for English drinking again? Brrr. I am drinking. Listen to the noise. Yeah. That sounded a bit... That's a different kind of slurp you got. I thought that when I was drinking it. I thought, that's a bit mad. What are you drinking? Let me take it. Well, no comment. Drinking the pale ale. I did my dry January. um, Although I slipped one day. So with one of our guests that uh, we've got coming up in the next few episodes... An amazing artist that we had the pleasure of interviewing. Um, I had a drink with her and I broke my duck. And then I then proceeded, listeners, to go on, carry on drinking. I went for a pint with Cal and with Jake. 
our cameraman for the visuals. Then I went to go see my wife Andrea and her friend Zara who just moved into a new flat and I drank like loads of, um, loads of rum. Uh, it, was got, it got messy. It didn't get too messy, but it did get a bit messy. So I broke it in style now I'm back. So I'm drinking. So yeah, back drinking. I, I don't could... think he was going to own up for uh, no, no, no. breaking your duck, as you put it. I'm not going to lie to the listeners. Because if, if I'd have said, yeah, I did the whole dry January, the whole episode, I was thinking, I'll be waiting for you to bait me up and be like, oh, do you remember that, <laughs> that time you, wait, wait. you drank that bottle of Prosecco <laughs> with our guest and then you bought a round? Um, so yeah, now um, I'm now I'm drinking again, listeners. Hopefully you can go go on this journey with me, and I'm I'm back to normal. I've got a bit more banter. Yeah, man. I'm I'm, I just want to say real quick, like appreciate you listeners tuning in as always. Um, just having a look at the stats real quick, and uh, we're getting a lot of love from the United States in the last seven days. So shout out to everybody in America. That's it. We're not even specifically pushing the podcast out there. We've been pushing it in places like Australia, New Zealand, Canada. We're pushing everywhere. We're getting a lot of love from there. They love England. They but love us. Yeah, maybe we should push it in the states too man that's it we're gonna um just talking about pushing things i was definitely pushing uh pushing my car to the max to come and see you today cow you know beat through the uh the rain the weather mm. and the traffic you know getting through the blackwall tunnel for those who know about driving in london getting on the a12 and through the blackwall tunnel Bro, we've got people tuning in from tanzania tanzania that's africa is that like in the south of africa it's, south africa it's, it's near oh, yeah i don't really know the geography <laughs> anyway carry but on, i was driving on. to get to you yeah uh, pause and then um, I had to mob it I had to bully it to sort of get onto the Blackwall Tunnel and anyone knows about the Blackwall Tunnel when it's when the weather's bad it's sort of backed up A12 backed up backed up backed up so mm. I was driving 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 it's always chocolate black and I mobbed it. it I absolutely mobbed it and I had to bully it and I just wanted to talk to you about sort of driving etiquette and I know you had a higher car last weekend oh yeah what was it like being on the roads again and you was playing your little pump and you was playing your <laughs> you was playing <laughs> He's playing your Migos hanging out the window, the new Migos uh, Culture 2. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, that album banged. I didn't skip anything on Culture 2. Did you feel real um, driving with a car? Like, I'm not real like that, but as you're driving to driving music, you feel like, yeah, I'm back on the roads. Uh, you know what? It's dope because, like, I'm a person that's always been driving. Couldn't wait as soon as I was off driving age when I was like 17, I was trying to get my lessons popping, got my cars, always had cars over the years, different cars. Um, so now to get to a place where, you know, in London, we've got a great transport system haven't we and it doesn't make sense driving a car uh, depending on where you're going in it like for me i work in the city so on my daily i have to commute using the tube doesn't make sense getting a car uh, and paying that extra money for it when i got public transport to get me everywhere so when i do get a car it feels flipping great to actually be able to get out on the back because you kind of get used to not being able to go everywhere or not or thinking it's not going to be easy for you to go anywhere. Well, we're in London now and public transport is, it's one of the best in the world. It's it right, is. you know, the underground might be a bit like of a nightmare in the summer, but you can get trains uh, like 24 hours now on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so, 24, 24, <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours, tr- buses, night buses. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, it's good to have you back on the roads for a bit. Thanks, for sure, was, bruv, this is how I know the, the internet and the world is deep. Just as we're talking about driving and Cal getting a car for a bit and me driving to South London, my sister just was at me mm. and she's just bought a new car. Oh, nice. That so, that looks like a proper girly car as well. Yeah, it is. It's a white, a white Nissan. Mm. Uh 65 plate, easy rosy. Go on. Flossing. Uh it is a proper but white. I don't know how I feel about a white car in London. Um, because it's gonna get marked. It's going to get 
dented, especially if it's like my sister driving who's a... <laughs> oh, shots. Only Wait, joking. what's a 65 plate? I don't think I've seen a 65 plate yet. 2015, isn't it? Okay. I want to say... I don't know, it looks fresh, it looks Krispy Kreme though. All mm. white. She's driving the Krispy Kreme. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, big up Rosie, big up the drivers. Even Shout if you're to listening Rosie. to us and you're driving, uh, obviously don't message us because that would be illegal. We don't need to lose your license or get points. But big up the people that are listening to us on their commute. We have a lot of listeners going to and from work, mm-hmm. uh, listening to us in your ears, bussing up. Just look around on the train. Just, you know, just, just taking your surroundings and just know that we're with you for this long journey. Yeah, and when you see us, just say, yo, what's up, man? I've been listening to your podcast. What's good, man? I'm feeling it. Yeah, You know, let's let's get involved. Get involved in the conversation. I'd love to get involved with some of you guys on social media. Um, I know there's people that are out there that like it, but, you know, maybe they're a bit shy. So I just want to encourage you. You know what I mean? It's all good, man. Get involved. Just talking about driving now, I know you want to mention this uh, Mario Kart. Arguably the best family game, the best computer game that's been played by families. I know that's now Mm -hmm. available on a smart... On the smartphone, you're saying? Because you're a big computer, you're a big like fan of con- computer games and whatnot, whatnot. Do you play them on the on your commute, on your train, on, on bus journey, or whatever? Um, see, I've, I've kind of got a rule, or I had a rule, that I would never get any games and play games on my phone because it's so distracting and it's so addictive. Um, but, you know, I've got one game, I've got the, the Pro Evo um, Manager, so that, it's like a football manager game. That must kill your battery, though. Um, yeah, but you, you need wi-fi as well uh, so i don't play that so much when i'm out and about i might just be like sitting on the couch and just quickly bang it out or something um but uh yeah the mario kart game isn't actually out yet but um nintendo has announced that they are planning to make um a version of mario kart for smartphones which is really interesting because bef- before that previously they were saying they're never gonna put their AAA titles their big titles on smartphone you know they're mm. quite exclusive they don't have titles that are, you know, you can't get a Nintendo game and you can play it on the PlayStation or you can play it on the Xbox. It's exclusively on a Nintendo platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. For, for a game like a Mario Kart game to come out on like an Apple device or on, a, big on an Android device, yeah, they're, they're really doing something different and it's going to be great for us. Last game I think I played was Snakes or Snakes 2 on my phone. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> With the old school blocks. I, I used to play poker. <laughs> like on an old Nokia. I, I used to play like <laughs> poker and blackjack on my phone but gamble for 50p and I play like blackjack 21. 21, 21. 21. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can say it 21 times. Like, that's going to be bad. We probably said it 21 times already, said it bro. A million times, man. Um, moving swiftly on, something I want to touch on. Mm. Uh, keeping it in London. Um, Steph London. She was, well, she's still one of our own. Is she? Yeah. I still got love for Are Steph. Are we saying her name right? Is it Steph London or is it Steph London? Now, I want to say, I think it's Steph London. Like, I'm a Don. Don Carleon, like yeah. the Teflon Don. That's what I'm saying, like Steflon Don, like yeah. Teflon Don. Steph. Gangster ass kind of. Steph London. But she can be called whatever just because mm-hmm. she's doing bits. Anyway, she had a bit of controversy recently she with did. a tweet that was um, unearthed back in 2013 that she said, and this touches on the whole shadism, colorism thing. She said, all you dark skin hating on light skin bitches, don't act like if God gave you a choice, you wouldn't change your colour. Lol. Mad. I mean, that's something we spoke about with uh, one of our guests, uh, with Lioness. Um, In the upcoming few episodes, so stay stay locked on for that one. But just, Cal, what's your opinion on that? Because she said, because she's a woman of colour herself. I don't know if she's, 
she's lighter, obviously, than, you know, she's not, like, dark, dark skin, but I don't think she's... I think both her parents are black, I'd assume, or maybe I, I would say, you know... <laughs> she was wrong, it, she was wrong you know to tweet what? that, and she apologised eventually, but... What's your thoughts on everything? You know, if you're going to have banter with your peeps, you can have banter about anything, can't you? You know what I mean? Like, when the cameras are off, you and me could talk any controversial shit. But when the cameras are on and when the mics are recording or when you put it out on Twitter for the world to read it, you, there's certain things you kind of have to have a little bit of a filter. <clears throat> Otherwise, people are going to take it the wrong way. And that, that might be in her case. She might, like, this might be something where she ends up being demonised because, like, dark-skinned girls are beautiful too. You don't need to be shitting on dark-skinned girls and causing division. I don't know if she was like shitting that. on it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if she no, was... No, but she's saying, you know, oh, you wished you were light-skinned kind of thing. Yeah, which is a and bit it's mad. Like, it's like, you have to interpret that because it's like, how did she mean it? She could have meant it in a with the LOL at the end as well. Yeah, like, she, put, she could have just been messing around, put poking L, a bit of fun. She, or it could have been one of them ones where it's like, it's actually serious, but I'm just putting LOL on it because yeah, I'm she, laughing. She put L. L O O L. Yeah. So sometimes how laughing out out loud. Laughing overtly out loud. How many O's might determine how long the laugh is? Like you some some people message you and go, LOL or LOL or no LOL. Like there's a is there there's a sort of politics behind how long the LOL is. But I fucking hate it when people say LOL, man. And people say L O L ing and I'm like You tweet you laughing out loud ing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's dead. That's dead. Yeah, LOL. It's, gonna be in it's, the it's an acronym, isn't it? LOL. Yeah. It's not LOL. It's LOL. Um, <laughs> obviously, she was. I mean, I don't think she meant any true offence by it. She obviously has offended people, and it. I think it maybe took her a little while to apologise or to come round to it. And it seems as though she was having banter with her friends. It seems to me, yeah, that she's done this. Like looking at the time of the tweet and whatnot. Not mm-hmm. that. I've, not that I've broken it down scientifically. Like twenty three, twenty three. Twenty three, twenty three. <laughs> It seems like she's running banter with her brethren, and then she's like, "Oh, you dark skinned bitches, man! You chat shit. What if you could have the choice of being light skinned? You know you would." Like she tried. It seems as though she tried to run banter with her friends and tweeted it, drinking out like thinking out loud. Say drinking out loud. She might have been drinking and waving. Who knows? And then she's tweeted it out, and then boom, like people have probably retweeted it and uh, probably probably retweeted it and whatever back in the day. Now now she's popping. Mm. It's, it's come to surface oh, where she weren't so popping before, really. When was this tweet sent out? 2013, which is a long time. Well, four years ago. No, five years ago. Four or five years ago, yeah. obviously, depending on the date. She was a lot younger. We've all we've all said and done things that we, we were, when we were young. So I'm saying we context is important here because I don't know how old she is now. But five years ago, say... She's say, got to be early 20s, mid 20s, I'd so say. So say she's 25 now. She's 25, 25. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe back in the day she was 20. So it's like five years ago, she was 20 years old. You're still young. You're still going to make loads of mistakes. And, you know, you're going to you're gonna learn from certain mistakes you're yeah, going to grow think, as a yeah. person. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give her a pass and say it was just something that was done in jest. And, you know, because we don't really know the context of it. What was the the message she got before she oh, you sent don't that know. Tweet? Yeah, you don't know. And, and, you know and she I mean? someone could be... have said, oh, you light skinned girls think you're too nice. Shut up. You dark skinned girls. Yeah, think you it might be have been some, you know I mean? some banter back and forth. And also, she seems she does seem to be like bigging up black women and women in general. She's always got like a bag of women on stage with her. She's like with her mum. So she's she's got a good supportive uh, cast. And hell yeah, I'm not mad at you, Steph. I want you to win. I want to see you get money, and I want to see you looking sexy in your new videos. Yeah, well, 
Not only that, but she can bar, she can rap her ass off, man. She, I, I think she can rap hard, man. She's up. I, I, I don't really, I haven't heard that much music from her, so I don't really know about how much skills skills she's got. Like she's but not. I don't think with she's the like, singles she's put out, she she makes good music. Yeah, like she makes she good records. Yeah, she can, yeah, she can. She's whine. like a total package, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, she is. Someone in else. More ways than one. Someone else who's winning. <laughs> Creeps. <laughs> I was waiting for the first one. Someone else who's winning in life. Cow's main man, Elon Musk. Yeah. My man is making $500. Chopping. $500 flamethrower. So what? what's that going for in the market? Like 470 Over here. 450 470 470 pound flamethrowers. That, that might be like, yeah, Why are you like gonna... four bills. No. <laughs> on the market. Wolfenstein market. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cow, you want a flamethrower, mate? Uh... For what? you, 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> For you, 800 quid, you bastard. Um, why do you want a flamethrower, fam? Why does he need to make a flamethrower? You know what? Uh, with Elon Musk, yeah, he's a genius. He's one of the greatest minds of our time. Um, he's trying to focus on sending us out into space. He's focusing on driverless cars. Like, he's got this little company where, you know, I saw an interview where he said 2% of his time is, is dedicated to this company. This is the company that drills holes underground like drills holes underground and he's trying to develop an underground traffic system wow the boring company so think about being stuck in traffic yeah in london like english being stuck in traffic in the bloody blackwall tunnel going from east london down to south east london um and imagine he could just kind of come off to the side of the road and then there's like a lift that takes him under the ground and then he's in an underground tunnel being carried at 200 miles an hour and then he comes up in five minutes and he's in South East London. Um, so that's what Elon Musk is working on and that company, the boring company, just developed a flamethrower, bang. Like, it was just something that just, it was just a joke. It's it was just fans. They did it and they sold a limited amount and they made like $10 million in like a week, like sold out. <laughs> but are you not uh, even going to be able to carry that on road or use it around the area or I don't know how they got away with it because I'm thinking there must be some kind of health and safety regulations uh, I mean is it a weapon is it like do you need a license to because it's, it's a gun it looks like a gun yeah it looks so, mad it looks like something from flipping um, looks like from something from like uh, N64 golden golden eye golden you know what I mean like can <laughs> we have that in Europe can, can we can did someone out there buy a, a boring company flamethrower and get it imported to Europe or the UK I don't know that would be interesting if anyone knows hit us up uh, beerrap and banter at gmail.com that's it um, moving on someone else is one of the greatest uh, minds of our generation I've got to talk about the Grammys I've got to talk about Kendrick Lamar winning oh I know you're a Bruno Mars fan yeah man Bruno Mars cleaned up 24 carat magic 24 24 24 <laughs> <laughs> Album of the year, Bruno Mars, 24 Carat. Your thoughts on that? I think you predicted that before, didn't you? We reviewed the, the Grammys uh, a few episodes back. And... Not quite. I think I was saying... It's, well, it's well I think I was saying album. I wanted Childish Gambino to win it. Um, and uh, truth be told, I, I, I think it was the song. I think I was going for Bruno Mars for maybe having Song of the Year. Yeah, he had Song of the Year. Um, That's what I like. Yeah. That's what I like. That's a big tune. I didn't think the uh, Childish Gambino album was like... Redbone was big. And one or two, one record, but I didn't think it was like as good as his other stuff. That one was amazing. I mean, it's I a different type of thing. It was more of a funk soul album. Yeah, I listened to uh, Twenty Four Karat Magic as well, and I thought it's a banging album. It was like some throwback kind of joints on there. It was, it was like something you might have listened to in the nineties. But yeah. for me, what Childish Gambino did was something I haven't heard anyone do. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. He so gave that's why I felt like he should have won because he it gave was good, a good music and it was quite unique. As he well. gave a good performance at the Grammys at that record as well. Mm. Um, 
Now, big up Bruno Mars. I was yeah, hating. I, I like Kendrick's performance at the Grammys. That was oh. amazing. You have Dave Chappelle ch- uh, chiming in with uh, some little bits of consciousness as well. Little streams of consciousness from Dave Chappelle. And he had Bono from U2. Come on. Who, who does that? Like, what rapper can bring out Dave Chappelle and Bono from U2? Only Kendrick Only can do Kendrick. That. Well, he got, he got Best Rap Song of the Year with Humble. And then he had Best Album, uh, Best Rap Album with Damn... Uh, maybe should have got it. Maybe should have had a clean up. But then you know the Grammys are subjective, and we we spoke about it a few episodes back, listeners. As I'm sure you heard about artists who have not won the Grammys. So how how much validation can the Grammys actually have? Do you know what I mean? So although it's nice and it's a talking point, there's some there's some artists who haven't won anything, and there's some artists who have been nominated for loads have never won. Yeah, there's certain artists who have cleaned up. You it know, is a bit nuts, isn't it? It is a bit mad. It's a bit mad, but definitely feeling, uh, feeling both artists there. I've, I've been converted to uh, Bruno Mars now, so I'm gonna check him out. And he had that record with Cardi B, which is like a '90s '90s throwback. Yeah. And uh, for those old enough, remember the little house party film and Kid and Play, Kid and that Play, that kind of thing. That yeah, and doing the dance moves and um, in Living Color. Yeah, man. New Jack Swing. That's it. That's the whole vibe. The whole late era. 80s, early 90s, man. Yeah, I was feeling it. I was mm, feeling it. Um, what else have we been feeling at the minute? Well, I know what you've been feeling, you dirty bastard. The Kim K, the Kim Kardashian pictures. There's a couple things that uh, I've She's been feeling recently. She's going absolutely hard with them four She's pictures. hard as a... Listen, uh, I feel like... These four pictures are... Kanye is a lucky man. When I saw that, I was just like, Kanye's... Lucky or unlucky? Yeah, he's destroying her in the bedroom. Do you no, he is. Do you... Nah, I don't know if he's doing it. Do you... She's keeping him sane. Trust me. Nah, that's impossible. Like, he's just letting his frustrations out in the bedroom. He's just greased, getting greased with that. Why are you lifting your leg up over the sofa when you say that, you dirty bastard? <laughs> Why are you watching, man? I can't help it, man. Why are you just, watching, man, for it? You're sitting in my direction. You're well, lifting... I'm just chilling, bruv. You get hey, me? Listen, as Cal got foot on shoulder right now, like, <laughs> he's got his he- leg over his head, yeah, for the gal them, just ready to enter, enter, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, we know... dro- enter the, the dark side. <laughs> We know Kim Kardashian is sexy, man. <laughs> Maddest thing is, yeah, talking about things that are sexy. Dark side. I was watching something mad the other day, watching some mad porn the other day. Oh, here we go, here we go. Well, how was it mad? In what way? Right. Was it mad as in... So, you, you know how you, like, you know, you might just be on Pornhub or whatever your favourite uh, porn website is, yeah? X Hamster, X Video. You know what I mean? Um, Pornhub. You Porn. You Porn. All that good stuff. Um, um, I, I, used to, I used to have this one called On Probation. What the fuck is that? No, that sounds really weird, but it that wasn't. Sounds nuts. No, it was basically That's some crazy titch porn. It was <laughs> <laughs> smashing the flipping screws. I saw you that time on the wing that time. Hey, crazy titch. Can we talk about crazy titch? Yeah, All right. grime legend. Yeah, crazy titch beating, chopping down one of the prison wardens. Or smashed the screw. Smashed her in, didn't Jeez. like, and not even like beat her up. Smashed, like absolutely gave her the pipe. Gave her the Eskimo dance. How do you pipe. know he gave her the pipe? It's on the news, isn't it? Yeah, but the way you're going to like gave her the pipe, like he properly smashed her in, like well, it wasn't a one minute man. To if you. you're in prison, he went in. Right. <laughs> if you're if you're in prison for bare long, yeah, you can either go one or two ways. As soon as you even get a sniff of like of pussy, you're gonna be like, you're gonna you're gonna blow your load within thirty Great. seconds. Or quick thing because you've been bashing out for months and years and years, not seeing any women. Soon as you get that chance, you're gonna turn all like Mr. Marcus, Porno extraordinaire, and you're gonna be flexing in that. So which way do you go? I'd like to think as a Graham legend that he was like, 
quick. There was no four bar rally change up. He was going in. You think he represented for the whole of Graham culture? <laughs> <laughs> like all the Graham fans out there, just with the gun fingers, like yeah. Uh, he gave yeah, her a gun finger yeah, in her pussy. It. He gave her a gun finger in her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You made her say his name. I can see you, and you can see, see me. me. Say my name, Crazy, Crazy T. T. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was watching this auto fam, just randomly, and stumbled upon a farting video. Oh, I've seen them when they. Well, I've not seen it. I've seen the thumbnail, but I've never. I didn't know anything it. about it. it. It's actually a thing, like videos of women farting. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, well, I've not wow. seen it. Obviously, listeners, I'm not that perverted, but no, no, it was it was. I, I clicked on it. I was just out of sheer curiosity, and I was disgusted i was like oh this is not but some and then people they were get like, turned in but turned on by farts yeah and then they were like giggling and farting and giggling and then i started cracking up i was like this is actually hilarious and then you, you know, started, like, you know, like a fart then, joke then you started farting and giggling and then it got all weird and that and then then it started to turn me on after a while. i was like oh you nasty like, you you mm, talking to yourself in the mirror sexy. <laughs> 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 you dead boy peace <laughs> all right that was that was disgusting so have we yeah. spoke about? Oh, we spoke about this already in past episodes of fighting during sex. We spoke about fighting during sex, which yeah. I've yeah, which I've yeah. You've done many times. Not many times, <laughs> twice. Can't control yourself. You can't. I was relaxed, man. I was getting a deeper neckle. Oh man, neckle. Quick time um, circle. Big up, Jammer. Are you yeah, done? Man. Volume five is out. We're gonna talk about that in a bit. Hey, bro, did you see that video with the Australian guy talking about sex? No. There was this Australian guy, yeah. Um. Like, literally, say you're walking through a car park and then you just see a guy and you're like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Like, guy guy just backs away from the car and then next thing you know, um, the, like, the guy with the camera just questioning him and the guy goes around the car and then you look, he looks into the camera and you can see a fucking sex doll in there and he goes, what was you doing? He goes, I, I wasn't doing anything. I, I found it there. Uh, it, it was just in. He goes, what, you just found it? He's like, oh, it was just in. That dude was actually... Doggy styling a sex, a sex doll. doll in a car park in broad daylight. Oh, oh bruv, he was fucking mad. Scumbag, scumbag. <laughs> but it was hilarious watching it. I don't know. Yeah, these, <laughs> these sex dolls are, are, are real, like, a, you know, real deal Holyfield, man. And it's it's only going to, it's going to turn into like a Black Mirror thing. Bruv, where they, it wasn't even one of those, life. it wasn't even one of those new realistic looking Oh, was it one of the bait inflatables? Was, yeah, the dead inflatable, like. <laughs> with, a, with a mouth open. With a mouth open looking stupid. Oh, <laughs> allow that, Greece. man. That is Griezmann. That is Griezmann. But um, yeah, your your fighting preference on Paul, man, it's whatever takes your boat. What else were you looking at to then get drawn towards the the fighting bit? Um, just, I think I just come put it in? on and then I scrolled. Because listeners, a lot of our, and oh, I think I typed in big booties or something. Because sometimes men up, just watch porn recreationally. Like it's not necessarily to have a wank. You just watch porn just because you're bored. Yeah. No. As a filmmaker, sometimes <laughs> don't try it. No, real as, talk from a critical as eye. A, as a filmmaker, sometimes I watch it <laughs> and I appreciate the, the, the filmography, like the, the like because there's this thing called gonzo porn where oh they kind God. of grab the camera and you know, like it's like point of view and all of that kind of thing. And sometimes, sometimes it's actually wow, this shot's amazing, and, and I'm actually like, wow, how did he keep the camera so like? You're trying to critique you know I mean? it. You're trying <laughs> shit, man. No, hey, that's what that's what I think. Mm, and I'm, I'm I like, a creative. Remember, I like, I'm a creative. I like, I like the lighting and the backdrop on this, and I like the script. Bro, and... Always critiquing. Sometimes I'm like, oh, there's too much light. Sometimes there's not enough light. 
or you know they should have moved the light or you know what I mean like I'm always critiquing but well, my man is looking at saying oh there's too much nutsack on show there's too much picture of his bummer while he's oh, standing man. over him oh, that's, 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 that's on the next thing yeah, I don't want to be looking um, at that um, hey listen we've got a friend here yeah. who can't watch POV porn because he feel, he gets seasick <laughs> what <laughs> So good oh, for mad motion sickness, like, like motion sick, like, like when people use uh, VR headsets and that and they get sick. Do you want some of this? I've done the second first can already. This is English back on the drinking. Okay, he's, he's back. I'm, I'm opening up this second bottle now, listeners. I think I told you before that my wife got me a Christmas present and it was um 12 different ales and beers and stouts over three months. Well, I've got this Torpedo Extra IPA. This is a 7.2. Whoa. Sierra wow. Nevada. It's pretty strong. It is. I have to be careful. Like, obviously, don't drink and drive. I'm only going to take a little sip and then... Don't drink and drive. Well, you can have a pint in it or you can have like one and drive. But... Nah, don't drink. I mean... It... Don't drink and if drive. If you're like it... me and, you know, you basically taught Lewis Hamilton how to drive because of how dope you are behind the wheel, then you can drink as much as you want and drive. But you're not like me, so don't drink and drive, innit? You're not Lewis Hamilton, bro. But I'm Lewis Hamilton's dad, fam. You're more like flipping... I don't know, someone else ain't called Lewis Hamilton. Callis Hamilton. Bro. You joker, you joker. Hey, talking about sport, sporting heroes, David Beckham. Oh, he's starting up his own uh, MLS team, isn't he? Killed it. He actually bought an MLS team. Like, I knew that was in his contract when he went out there. It smells a bit For, mad. was it LA Galaxy? But the fact that he's now managed to buy his own team. His own shares, in and it? And or... now he's got his team and... He's putting his name in it. They're ca- he's calling him uh, something like Miami Beckham United. Oh my God, that is so like... It's a dead name, isn't it? Conceit, yeah. <laughs> it is a bit conceited, but at the end of the day, when you're dead and gone, your team and your club is still going to be there. Yeah, but the franchises, you That's can change dope. the name. Like in America, they change names all the time. That's true. Like um, Vancouver Grizzlies in basketball became the Memphis Grizzlies. And soon as teams change, uh, <clears throat> they they move over like the LA Raiders and the Oakland Raiders and all that. Mm. But yeah, big up David Beckham. Shout out to David Beckham. I'm feeling the movement. That's Local boy. Bob, we've seen his whole career from a youth player coming through, uh, making it big at Man U, becoming an England international, going over to Real Madrid, going to, to play in, in America when people were laughing. Look at him now. He owns a flipping sports franchise. He's got man. the peas. He's got the big money. <laughs> Talking Salute, about it? talking Salute. about big money, talking about uh, something completely different. Tried to segue. Oh, bro, I was thinking you could have gone from Beckham to to, Peckham. to, to, to sport <laughs> to Posh Spice to talk about the Spice Girls coming back. That could have worked. Oh, you saved it. But you were a Spice Girls fan. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Um, scary. Well, you know, my... I like I liked Scary. Yeah, Scary. I liked her personality, but I didn't like. It. I just this was just like, oh my god, this woman's pain. She was alright. Scary Spice. She was alright. She was. She was pretty. more Leng when she was when she got older. I thought she was Leng. Like when she left the Spice Girls, she she just turned into the most amazingly beautiful. Woman. Baby Spice was be- was pretty, but like innocent. You think, oh yeah, you might like you know, have it. Sporty Spice was like dead. No one wanted that. <laughs> Looking like Lady Sovereign. <laughs> uh, Ginger Spice was the like the worst name. Ginger Spice, and she looked like a complete slizzag. She might have had that ginger minge. Maybe. Yeah. But but Scary Spice was like the lighty that Yeah. That got me on my I oh know. I was alright. Yeah. I don't know. Ping ping ping. Anyway, Spice Girls return. Oh, did you see that picture that they put out? Yeah, but does it have a picture in the background on the phone? It looks like there's a line a of bit cut. of nose on the phone. <laughs> 
bit of coke on the phone. Come on, the Spice Girls are real spicy. <laughs> Putting that real spice on your phone, yeah? Spice yeah. up your nose, mate. Hey. Hey. Oh, remember the big spice <laughs> epidemic? People smoking spice. And it was like a synthetic marijuana, like I don't, THC. No, no. Oh, bruv, there was a big documentary on it in a, about smoking the homeless in Manchester. Spice. It's a spice. It was a, it was a big thing last year, man. And it was being sold in prisons. And because it was a legal high. Yeah. And it had like some alternative to THC. Uh, which is, you know, the... Yeah, that's the active ingredient yeah, in cannabis yeah. that gets you high. Uh, people were smoking it and going absolutely do-lally in prisons and the homeless were smoking it and there was a big spice epidemic, man. It was really bad. The government had to close down. So, yeah, don't touch that spice. This Big up the spice kills, but not, not the smoking spice. Um, the segue I was going to try and make was to talk about Black Panther because he's going to smash box office uh, revenue. And uh, I was going to let you just speak on it. Well, yeah, I mean, Black Panther looks like it's going to be a huge movie for Marvel and for all uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe fans. You've been seeing the progression in the storyline from like Iron Man 3 onwards into um, Avengers 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy. You've been getting pieces and pieces of the story and it looks like this one is going to be an absolute banger langer. Um, so I don't want to speak too much about it but it's going to be like a huge probably the biggest Marvel movie so far and um, it's really exciting it's really exciting in the black community because it just so happens to be an all black cast pretty much Um, I think someone pointed out the other day that there was a a white guy playing a villain Um, but it's just one of those things like where uh, art imitates life because uh, in the storyline You've got uh, this villainous character going to Africa to try and, uh, and rape the resources from this fictional country called Wakanda. Um, but yeah, it's big in the black community. There's a black director, um, a guy that worked with uh, Michael B. Jordan on the Creed movie. Um, and, um, you know... Like, it just looks flipping absolutely amazing. I think you're going to have to watch it if you're a Marvel fan, if you're a a black person and you want to see black people portrayed in a positive light on the screen, um, then you're going to have to go and watch that. You know, if you're a fan of Michael B. Jordan, go and watch that. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, who's playing uh, Black Panther. Uh, Lupita and go. I can't even say her last name. (laughs) Uh, Nyong'o, Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, she's quite a famous uh, celebrity. Uh, she's got fans as well. Um, get in there and go support, man. Go support. Go support Forrest Whitaker's in there. It's going to be a huge movie. He's in every film though, isn't it? Forrest Whitaker's in like everything. I know. Always so... squinting. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a... What's that film The RZA did? Ghost Dog. Oh, that was a sick movie. I think I think Forrest Whitaker's no, best movie... Shit. The soundtrack but... was good because it was RZA, but... And he did the score and everything, but... Yeah. I'm thinking uh, Whitaker's biggest movie was probably Repo Man with Jude Law. Did you ever see Repo Man? No. That, bro, that was sick. No, Forrest Whitaker's been in a few bad boy films, man. Um, Yeah, so go see Black Panther. Yeah. Go support. Uh, go cinema. Um, Which leads us nicely into our episode... Uh, sorry, our interview for this latest episode. Um, so we sat down to talk to Dean Okai who is a businessman and someone trying to do some big moves in the black community so let's go ahead and get into the interview 
with Dean Okai. What's going on viewers, it's Beer Up and Vano, it's your boy English. And it's your boy Cal Sirius. And we're back with another exciting episode, another interview. Uh, the man to the right of me, uh, Dean Akaya. Nice to meet you, brother. Good to meet you. Good to speak Good to, to you earlier. You, Good to meet you, bro. Um, really happy and blessed that you come down to the show. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to be talking to you about what you got lined up and just your views on a few things. So, yeah, cheers, first of cheers. all. Good um, health. And wealth, 2018. I like that. That's a Freemason. He toasted above me. I see. <laughs> Trying to pick up little things there. I see. <laughs> These two are drinking already. I'm on a dry. Hey, it's But yeah, trying to be trying to be clean. But anyway, the socials you can hit us up on beer, rap, bants mm. at IngsLT. And if you want to give us one of yours, Dean, um, AnansiMoney.co.uk. There you go. So. What I think all of our listeners want to know, mm -hmm. first of all, is who are you? Where did you come from? What are you all about? I'm Dino Kai. I'm from New Cross SE14. That is what informed my formative years. South East London. South East London. Um, born and bred. I spent the first 30 years of my life in South London. And like you see the mouse on cocaine, when they put it in a maze, it goes that way, it goes that way, it goes that way, it goes that way. You try stuff, you try stuff, you try stuff, you try stuff, mm. until you get to the centre of the maze. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, the centre of the maze was not in South London. So I left South London. South London has a particular spirit. And um, you will go to an area where somebody is about it. And in South London, everybody is about it. Now, that's not necessarily the negative part. Mm. But when everybody is about it, there's no prevailing wisdom. You're dealing with Lord of the Flies. Now, it depends what you want to do. It depends how long-term the businesses are that you're looking at mm. are. And for me, I could never find any longevity in South London mm. because the intentions weren't necessarily virtuous. Now, there are people who I went to school with that I was emotionally attached to that emotional attachment betrayed me because if people are content with a space, which I never was, it would never work, ultimately. And I remember my old man would give me these lectures and I'd look at him. Now, my father gave me my surname, Okai, mm. which is a Ghanaian. name. And, uh, so that means you're of Ghanaian descent? Yeah. Oh, my brother, oh. <laughs> and they said, we pray for you. <laughs> Charlie. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> now, unfortunately, that was the only thing he gave me. So at 18 years old, when I moved out of my mother's flat into my own, I did not feel I was in a position to listen to anybody because mm. I thought I was the wisdom. So I went and I ran very quickly. And he would come and lecture me, but you're in my house with my movies and my alcohol and my food. So I didn't feel the need to listen to him. But when the police came and knocked on my door, not as politely as I just did, <laughs> I heard him. Now, this is the case with a lot of our young men. Mm. And we feel we know everything. Some people's knock was more severe than my knock. Mm. My knock was a minor knock, but it was enough of an education for me to move from there and for nobody to ever know where I lay my head again. 
That's amazing. Other than my two brothers. I think it's amazing that you managed to have a situation like that mm-hmm. and realize, you know, I can do more. I'm capable of doing more. And you took yourself out of that situation. <clears throat> no, it's not that amazing. Well, I think a lot of our brothers, um, a lot of people that we would know from London haven't actually made it out. They haven't. Anybody who doesn't make it out after a knock is what? Speak honest now. Speak honest. Well, you know, once bitten, twice shy. Okay, so when you say once bitten, twice shy, (laughs) what does that allude to? Let's, don't be shy, because you're drinking, I'm drinking. Yeah, we're drinking, it's beer wrap and banner, you know, we're unfiltered. So what's the ultimate term that we're looking for from somebody who cannot learn? Personally, personally, I feel like some people, they've set themselves up to do a particular thing, and they're going to continue down that path. So maybe maybe they think, this is the way I'm going to make my money, the police have tried to stop me once, I'm just going to have to be smarter at doing it next time and not get caught. Okay. So, what's the biggest brand on earth? Nike. Okay. Every brand has an evolution. It's not actually Nike. It's probably Coca-Cola. It's not even Coca-Cola, baby. What is it? Church. Nasty. Church as well. Oh, they've got an evolution. Now they're openly homosexual and paedophile. That's cool. The, the biggest brand on the planet is McNasty. So when you had the Mad Cow, remember? Mm. Tony Blair, nobody knows whether the shit will go blind. McDonald's evolved. That's when they started to come with the green branding. You see more tomatoes in store. Mm. You see brighter graphics, more health. The evolution of any brand, if, look, Either you have self-preservation at heart, mm. or you're an idiot. I, I respect your opinion. Um, so, okay, you have self-preservation at heart, um, and then you manage to go forward and sort of build some businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things you're doing now is a, a think tank, I believe, yeah. by the name of The Solution. Room. Yeah. How did you come up with this idea? Was there a, an inspiration behind The Solution Room? Most definitely. Um, and I give all credit to Dr. Claude Anderson in the States. I watched Dr. Claude Anderson give a lecture about seven years ago on the greatest university on earth, YouTube. And that lecture told me there is an ecosystem to be had. I was not at the stage in my life where I could have made the correct impact on my brothers and sisters or to represent my brothers and sisters, because there is no substitute for experience. Mm. And it's not to say that I did not have experience, I did not have the correct experience to put myself in the way of my people. And similarly, if you were gonna look at me and for me to be transparent, I was not in a position to stand in front of my people. So then, six years later, I was absolutely in that position. I was experienced. I was a parent who's homeschooling, who has my own business, who looks after people out of my immediate family and provides. So I know I can put people on my shoulders and carry them and I don't have no bad taste in my mouth. You see, if you do things with malice, forethought, mm. you've got a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. You see, you can provide for people, but you see me, I reward myself every day. I celebrate my conquests every day. Definitely looking fresh. I drink rum. 
every day. Do you know why? I'm worth it. I love me as much as people may think I love them. I love me way more than I love anybody. Mm. Now you, you spoke on that briefly, sorry to cut you, but the, the importance of loving yourself more than say other people or, mm. or, or making sure that you're right within yourself absolutely emotionally spiritually business-wise mm, yeah. before you can help anyone else this if you want to speak on that a bit more because i know you're very passionate about that and, mm. and our listeners and viewers should be as well knowing how to put themselves in the right situation first before helping anyone else absolutely i think a lot of people go into the advocacy line because they've got time on their hands mm. but they're not complete i, I want to be a woman so she's my other half no, I'm a whole. So when I come to a woman, I come as a whole man. I love me. It's so as a byproduct of me loving me, my son loves him. Mm. And he looks at his father, that's how you do it. Because I can teach my son how to be dying slowly, or I can teach my son how to be living consistently. Mm. That, I think it's interesting what you just mentioned there about kind of loving yourself and being whole. Mm. Um, I think it's great that you're a good role model for your son. Um, me being a, a single man myself, I feel like if I did find an amazing woman, mm. that would help. She's really? coming your way. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Manifesting <laughs> that for 2018. Put it out there, put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's got the fresh, fresh shape up and haircut. Yeah, man. If there's a, the princess of Nigeria or something, if you're watching, you know, hey! holla, 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 holla. Actually, I'm looking kind of shabby next to you two. You're looking very sharp. <laughs> uh, married life got me early. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my question to you is, do you not believe that a good woman can help make a man even better than he is, even though you believe you're already whole? That's a rhetorical question. Absolutely. Mm. A man of my caliber would not be with a woman who were any less. If a woman can't add to my portfolio, she has no place in my life. Because mm. I'm straight and my sex life will be amazing. I don't want to throw my man on the crap cock table because you don't know what's out there. However, I've been pretty lucky for 43 years and I figure I'll be straight. But my lady adds to my portfolio. She represents more than herself. She represents me. And I represent more than myself. I represent her. So if you don't have clarity about your worth, mm. you will allow anybody into your life. <clears throat> But my lady improves my life. She challenges me because she has certain wants and desires. And my role is to fulfill them as a man. I don't have any ego about that. There's room for one bull in a pen. And if you're really a bull and your woman wants things for you to aspire to, you should complete those hurdles. That's a man. Mm. Anything else is a bigger man. I don't want to do that, you're not... Nah, too much over-projection. You see, she's telling you you can be greater than you are right now. You should desire to be greater than you are right mm, now. Without her telling you. But you see, nagging is different. You know those Tommy go, ba 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 You come in and ba 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 oh, Jesus Christ. You need peace. Give me 15 minutes. Let me have a glass of rum to acclimatise. So that's what we want. We want nice peace and quiet in the home. Um, it sounds like, like you describe yourself as a bully. You know, you're full of confidence. Um, 
So I'm quite confident that you're going to be able to pull off some of these uh, ambitious projects you're putting together. Can you tell us a bit about some of the projects that you're planning to work on for 2018, maybe for the foreseeable? Absolutely. I'm entirely confident that me and my team are capable of pulling them off because mm. I don't come by myself. So you that team would be the solution room? They're people that... So first of all, let me um, clarify what the solution room is. The solution room is a think tank. A think tank is to provide via your machinations behind the scenes your will, what you want to be done. Mm. So if you had a think tank and mm. you wanted to blow up the Twin Towers and bring all of the elements in place to make that viable, mm. you would get your economics in place, you would get your personnel in place, you will get your propaganda in place the minute it happens, mm. then you start the movie. Beer rap and banter is in no way endorsing terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. That's a funny thing. Before I go on about um, the solution room, I just want to make a point about terrorism. Have either of you seen Star Wars? Yeah. Yes. You've both seen Star Wars? What? Well, the story of... No, the, the new Star Wars. Not the latest, latest oh, one. It's but the new, new one. No. Then you two... What the... Wait, you're about to give spoilers? You, you can't think I was going to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you read it for yourself because you told me you've seen Star Wars. So, I took my son and my nephew. I love to give them man time together because mm. they both have two sisters. And my niece to see Star Wars on Tuesday. Mm. And the Empire... Mm. In the movie, it's the bad guy. And the Empire has invaded the Republic, yeah. overrun the Republic, and the Republic are rebels. Yeah. And these rebels are fighting to repel the Empire. Oh my God. Then in my subconscious mind, I make connection. Uh -huh. These guys, these bad guys in the Middle East, yeah. they are rebels. And the empire is encroaching. So, what's the difference? Wow, they've married it. The empire are the good guys in our world, and the rebels, who are counter insurgents in their own land, as opposed to being insurgents, are holding them off. So, the point I was making is there is an event that happens in the movie where Lots of escape pods are coming from the last rebel ship. Okay. And the Empire have a big battleship and they're picking them off one by one. Mm. Now each of these ships contains many passengers. They're watching their peers die. I apologize for the spoiler, but go take your children or go take yourself. It's not my business. Go to the cinema, spend your money. Stop this uh, online privacy. Support the movie. Support, support movies in general. People spend a lot of time to create them. And so go and see Black Panther. The trailer was amazing. Mm. It made me feel special. Forget about boycotting the movie. Go and see Black Panther. But back to my point, I digress. <laughs> there was a last member of the Rebel Alliance who stayed on board their battleship. Okay. And it had a little fuel. So they couldn't go into light speed to escape these guys because they had something to track them through light speed. She turned the ship into a suicide bomb. She went into light speed and cut through the ship, yeah. killing most of the crew and passengers. So I said, God damn. 
you have turned suicide bombers mm. into heroes. Is it because they were European? Oh my good God. Do you remember the French Resistance? Well, I weren't there, but yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, in France, it was articulated as the Resistance. Yeah. But in Iraq, they are suicide bombers and terrorists. In Afghanistan, mm. in a sovereign state, they are terrorists. Propaganda. However, mm. in Propaganda. France, they were resistance fighters. Mm. So I'm not the smartest of guys. I don't have many GCSEs. I have no degree. I'm a lay person when it comes to education. You're a smart man, though. I don't know why these people in the movie were heroes, but in the real world, they are terrorists. Mm. I was confused. In any case, I don't want to baffle you guys. We were talking about What solution. I would say with that is art reflects life. You Absolutely. Um, I think that's a great example of using a medium like art, movie, it's a medium Sound. like using science fiction, which it's none of us apply to real life, to say what is really going on. Mm. Mm. Like Black Mirror. Absolutely, 100%. Mm. You sound like you're paying on the money. <laughs> trying to be, trying to be. Um, so um, I'm quite interested in the projects that you're working on. Yep. Um, is there anything uh, in particular? I think there was one to do with uh, a school project that, Absolutely. Um, that you were working on. Can you tell us a bit about what the aim is for that? Absolutely. So we, funny thing is, it's 2018. It's actually 70 year anniversary of the Windrush. Mm. And um, we have made no progress in the United Kingdom. So the fact that you feel you What's have a up? job, All in, man. The, well, um, I'll pour a libation to that, but I'll just catch it. <laughs> so the fact that you feel you have a job and a great position mm. is as an individual. Um, if you want to see the greatest example of an individual, look for Bill Cosby. He was an exceptionally successful individual. There was a stage he was making 91 million a year, and when he fell, he fell by himself. Mm. And as they say, if a tree falls by itself in the forest, does it make a noise? Mm. Nobody gives a grass. Yeah. Fantastic. So we can agree that being an individual doesn't work, right? Cool. Now I exercise my right to free speech. We are a set of people who, by and large, came from British Empire. We are, by and large, a people who also managed to keep tradition, come in here with partners and certain our dietary traditions, cutting each other's hair, looking after each other as a community. Mm. So to interrupt, but the we no, are please. is the black British UK community? Specifically, the Caribbean. No, this is this is African people in general. You see, when Nigerians came here, mm -hmm. they had ah, Jesus Christ. Have you accepted Jesus Christ into your life? Mm. Fantastic. They have Jesus, but what Jesus gives you is your church hustle. So when you go to church on a Sunday, dressed in a new suit every week, I have a suit shop. I'm not mad at anybody. But when you go to church every week, this is community. What does community give you? Took too long. Security. Security. And cohesion. Mm. So when you have cohesion, you have community, you have consistency. 
So West Indians had consistency. Banks didn't want to know. Mm. Landlords didn't want to know. They had partners or susu. So you put down your money every week, every month, mm. and then you're born, you get a house. And you continue to put in your money. And they get a house. And that one gets a house. So then when the banks realized, so we're like, open you get a house, you get a house, you get a house. <laughs> so when the banks realized we were worth money, they started giving out mortgages. Now the problem with African people in general is that Pinocchio syndrome that I say all the time. Am I a real boy? Nah, you're not a real boy. You're a puppet. There you go. There's a mortgage now. So when we had partners, we used to get homes. And when we started getting bank accounts, home ownership dried up. God bless. So what works? One, you are obligated to uphold, preserve, and promote your culture. It works, right? You don't need statues. They're symbolic. Oh my God. How many statues does England have? You're a teacher. Loads. There's not, a not that many. Not that no. many? Come on, go up Trafalgar, go up the city, there's loads of statues all over the place. How many look, loads? Look, look at me. Define the number of loads. Define, all right. You walk from Whitehall to, just walk from Whitehall to, let's say, Kensington. Mm. You will come cool. across more than one hundred statues and Blighty is a big old country now tell me there aren't loads so there is a need to create cultural representation and historic value to preserve your values and pass them on as legacy mm. for generation true or false because I'm but, not an educated man but could we not argue that you know in an, in an African country, mm. or in a Caribbean country, mm. there wouldn't necessarily be statues of people from other cultures. There might be a large whoa, 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 Indian whoa, whoa, population whoa, 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 in Jamaica. Whoa, whoa, would there be a statue of a great Indian, like whoa, whoa, a Gandhi? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said there need to be statues of other cultures? What I said is, statues are of cultural value. Today isn't the day to defend all things English. I said there are statues mm. which represent cultural value true or false this is true there's um i think there's because a, if you went to rhodesia which is now zimbabwe mm. you would find statue of cecil ross which was removed correctly so if you went to iraq they removed the statue of saddam hussein mm. because europeans do things which are of value for the eye so if I remove a statue of Saddam Hussein, it's symbolic, right? It's taking him down. This is true. Taking him down. Um, we, well, we now, digress. We digress. We digress. Um, if you want to, however, just point. very quickly. Yeah. If Cecil Rhodes had a statue in Zimbabwe, I like the accent, by the way. If you had Afrikaans statues in South Africa, Afrikaans. or correctly termed Azania. Oh, you see, you're looking at me, sir. I haven't heard that term. No, before. you haven't heard that term before. Because mm. Zimbabwe is the correct term for the nation that Robo Mugabe was just retired from. 
Azania mm. is the correct term for South Africa. But because of the statues there, you may not be aware. You see, information is a funny thing. We're living in the most information-rich age known to man. Mm. And people are stupider than they've ever been in their lives. You see, you can choose to um, observe any wisdom on the greatest university on earth, YouTube. Mm. Eat the chicken, spit out the bones, figure it out. You ain't got to watch world star hip-hop. You can, mm. you don't have to. Mm. You can choose to enlighten yourself with any number of socio-economic, geopolitical, spiritual, financial, any form of intellectual growth you choose. Mm. One million hours plus of video. But what do we do with the greatest university on earth? We swallow the bones. Eat the chicken, mm. spit out the bones. I feel like that's a great uh, lesson, some gems and jewels there for our listeners. There's a, a wealth of information out there. And, you know, it's up to you to go and pursue it. Um, and I think you're a good example of uh, someone who hasn't been to university that still managed to come across as being a smart, intelligent individual. So that's another lesson as well, that just because you haven't uh, gone through academia and gone through university, doesn't mean that you can't still be smart and do your due diligence, learn, read, pick up some skills, develop yourself, man. That's what it's all about. Sharpen your pencil every single day, because while you're not somebody else's, and if that person is your adversary, you're not in a position to counter them. No doubt. I wanted to ask you though, um, about education versus indoctrination. I saw a video you did mm -hmm. where you spoke about powernomics, which was a concept I'd never heard of before. Which is Dr. Claude Anderson, so I take no credit for that. Okay, so going back to Dr. Claude Anderson, which was your inspiration for being uh, where you are today. Absolutely. Um, can you tell me a bit about what you mean by education versus indoctrination? First of all, do you know what an education is? An education Sorry, is... can I ask you one question? Do you yes. have a university degree? I do. I know you have a university degree because you're a teacher. Do you have a university degree? I, I have taught for a short period of time as well and I also Fantastic. have a university degree. So, let me ask you what your definition of education is and then I'd like to ask you yours. Um, education is just learning. Uh, as simple as somebody teaching and somebody learning and that, that is an education. That's education? In okay. my opinion. It's an experience and the power in which to learn and then to pass that on to others. Uh, not just through text, but through life, I'd say, experiences. Um, but you can get education not just within the schools or within a system that's already been predetermined mm. for you, but a street education, a cultural education. Education. So, if I determine myself as an educator, Mm -hmm. I can teach you to destroy yourself, right? That's true. I can teach you to go in ever-decreasing circles. So now the difference between education and an indoctrination is education works for you. And indoctrination works for those who control you. Now, if I teach you to be a cog in a wheel in a system that doesn't represent your interests, hey, ketchup might be interesting but it's not within my interests. Mm. Only that which socio-economically advances me is within my interests. Mm. So when I speak of education, I merely talk about that which is taken me forward virtuously. 
Now, anything that doesn't is an indoctrination. So, I can have you sit there. I can take your child, when you have one, for eight hours a day and inculcate their head with any nonsense I desire and call it a curriculum. Now, if that child ends up coming out the end of that, now schools are no longer education centres, they are now processing centres where they mark you from one to nine. You will never reach a ten. The old GCSEs. Fantastic. As educators, you know what I'm talking about. Uncomplicit indoctrinators. That's not my business. It's not my role. So your greatest commodity Mm. is time, we can agree. Yes. Yes. Okay, fantastic. So your average individual is indoctrinated to give eight hours a day, 40 hours a week maximum under EU law, which Mm. Britain just voted out of because they thought all the colour was going to disappear overnight, God bless, getting rid of all their rights. Now they might have zero hours contracts or 60 hour weeks. However, let's work with an eight hour day and a 40 hour week. Mm. In a 40 hour week, which you give for, let's say 26 days a month on credit, which means you trust this corporation Mm. not to fire you, to pay you, Mm. not to go bust. You must have been indoctrinated. Because I get cash every single day of the week. I take credit cards. I take credit cards seven days a week. Mm. I take cash seven days a week. I don't give my time for credit to nobody. This is pro bono. I'm donating my time to you guys. Much appreciated. But I'm also Mm. a trader. Now I'm trading because I'm selling. I'm selling the nancymoney.co.uk. I'm selling a solution room to professionals who are proficient, be they legal, educators, uh, whatever business background they're from. But I don't do it for free. You see, people who give it up for no reason give it up sweet. Mm. You've got to be indoctrinated to do that. I don't. That's why I love them, Dash. Because I don't have many peers that I can have these discussions with. Mm. I hunt what I kill and I eat it. So you mentioned Dame Dash. Uh, we've also heard you quote a few Jay-Z lyrics here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, Off camera. Would, would you say... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. when we were filming, <laughs> listeners, um, before we started recording and, and getting everything, we were having a great catch-up and introduction. So mm. that's what I mean, like, off camera, but that's why. Mm. Um, just talk briefly on um, the... Anansi money. money, sorry. Yeah. Because um, I know you, you touched on it once or twice, but this is the sort of going to for more detail for our listeners and viewers. Absolutely. So Anansi Money is a fintech that me and my colleagues are um, bringing into existence in March 2018. Uh, the president of Ghana mm. said he wants what? Full banking for Ghanaians. That was an amazing speech, wasn't it? That was an amazing speech. He also said there is no place for empiric intervention in Africa. We can do it ourselves. So I sat back and said, you're 100% right, man. So within my team, I have 
a hedge fund banker, crypto banker, gentleman of rights trust, compliance, insurance, and all those commercial elements mm -hmm. that you would find in any bank. But we can't call ourselves a bank because mm -hmm. there's no more banking licenses. But crypto mm. currency will allow us, not like Gaddafi, who announced himself with gold, but to circumvent all the problems and go into Africa with a currency which is alternative to fiat currency, mm. which is bankrupt and worth nothing, and that's high fluctuation, and connect all Africans. God bless. Now, if you're an African, what do many Africans do? They work and they send money home. This is worth billions. Mm. Western Union charge between five and 10 pound. And Nancy money will charge one pound. And it will be on your mobile phone. But we will have tens of thousands of transactions a day. Yeah. God bless, we'll make it. Mm. So when you understand this, and you understand exactly how fiat currencies work, which are bankrupt, because it's an illusion. I take it you've both seen The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Well, I looked behind the curtain, and I saw the little old man. He's so pathetic. And he's weak, and I called him The Wizard of Oz, because I wasn't very impressed. Mm. So, once you realize that, and you realize as a people how resilient we are, yeah. and our understanding of a Nancy as a brander, the wisdom converts into money. That is a very powerful entity, and it's a global entity because fintech has no geo borders. That means there's no more permissions to be had. So then you do what? You connect the entire African diaspora around one entity. Now that's your finance. Now your philanthropic projects are hospitals. Mother Teresa was amazing. And over her 30 odd career, year career, do you know how many hospitals she put in Calcutta? Mm. God bless. Mm. But she built a Catholic church up in their coffers. But Nancy Money's role is to build schools, universities, chambers of commerce, hotels, which don't charge in CDs, but pounds and dollars, giving a return to investors, and then hospitals and projects of true value. Yeah, in talking about children hospitals for Africa. That sounds very positive. Um, I'm, I would really love to see something like that happen, and I wish you the, all the best. Save that. Great God. Get God's grace. Because let me tell you something. Mm. Heaven may be fantastic, but we're down here. Jeez. And if you want to make profit, you pay. What comes from profit? What do you mean? What comes from? Jesus Christ, it's our businessman. It's what comes from profit? Profits. Uh, what expenses? comes from profit? What comes from profit? Growth. Tax! I love my Cashley. That man is amazing. Do you know why? He buys every single label that is about to go bust every year. Because mm. you can either pay tax 
or you can buy something as a corporation. Corporation tax is 20% of your gross. Mm. Or you can reinvest your money for new profits in future endeavors. So why wouldn't you have philanthropic projects mm. that are going to give you a return on your investment? Whilst you went to get that rum, which I will not mention the name of because we're not sponsored by them, <laughs> your colleague, your brother at arms, was saying to me, Um, we had a quite an interesting talk, didn't we? Um, and we spoke about, um, asked you a few questions about your, your background. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't recall any one particular thing because we, we moved the topics along a little bit, didn't we? The point that I'm alluding to is that you can pay tax because mm. we spoke about the um, investment into from African Caribbean businesses mm. investing in the portfolio project that I said that will create schools, chambers of commerce, and community centers. You don't remember. I don't remember community That's centers. That's touched you more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think it's touched you too. This is beer up and banner. Uh, we've all been drinking a little bit of rum. And Dinokai has definitely been affected it's by been a sobering, It's been a sobering... <laughs> if I was drunk, it's been a, it's been a sobering conversation with you. It's been, uh, it's been really interesting. I'm a dry, dry uh, genuine, like I said. But um, we touched on your uh, current situation um, mm -hmm. and what you've got planned in the upcoming months. I know Cal uh, mentioned something about the Jay-Z and the music earlier. Um, I'm guessing you're a music man. Most definitely. I'm guessing you're a good man of uh, when it comes to music integrity. You said earlier about you don't listen to the music that these teenagers listen to, and why? And why would you? Uh, I can't. I no, want to climb up to the twenty-first floor and jump and blow my brains out so, before I hit the ground. Um, what were you sort of your music? Uh, what are you listen to at the minute? I'll be honest. Um, I've got four, four, four in rotation. Okay. And um, big Jay Z fan. I'm, I'm guessing. Absolutely, because that man's life is not a set of perfect mistakes. No. You've got to look at who's in front of you. You see, anybody can say anything unqualified, mm. but you've got to look and observe who's in front of you. When a man is at a particular position, let's look business-wise, let's look at Rock Nation. Yeah. And that's the man who's had no alcohol whatsoever. <laughs> well, now, excuse me, I just... Lemonade! <laughs> <That> cool refreshing <laughs> So you've got to look at Rock Nation and the position. This is a man who has positioned himself perfectly by stealth. Yeah. Now, you use the talent agencies to gain an education. What do you do when you've gained an education as opposed to indoctrination? Teach others. Yeah, Every mentee outgrows the mentor. So... Once you have gained the information, you pay it forward. So when you see these guys, African-American rappers and sports stars, for the first time, to use a bad word, in the history of niggerdom, the Negroes are making money in the United States of America and keeping it. Not being stifled by the small caps who have defrauded African-Americans and Puerto Ricans through Def Jam directly and had them serve custodial sentences for tax bills whilst they received 
Niente. Nada. So, what that man has done is perfectly position himself and his team. Never break up a winning team. You have seen Hull's team go to jail when they emerged. Your duty is to light them up based on what you have achieved previously. And I love a man of honor because he did that. Knowing the partners who are by his side would have absolute loyalty. So if you wanted to create a private jet line, who would be the clients of your private jetline? Do you offense? No, that's ridiculous. Please stop. Previously, <laughs> you sound like you had too is... much of this. Too much. Uh, hey, listen. This is listen. my nursery. Hope has got some big now plans. Stop. Basketball players. Now stop. People now stop. 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 Millionaires. <laughs> Multi-millionaires. You giving him too much? Take this. Take <laughs> alcohol away from <laughs> So then it's it's not fans. I'll, I'll just start again. You've got a roster of talent that goes across baseball, pro football, yeah. basketball. Mm-hmm. These are the people who were previously paying a hundred grand plus for a private jet flight. Now, when you create your own fleet, you create the Uber of the sky, which means that your natural clients mm. would be your natural investors. Mm. Now, when you control the investments, I'd mainly speak as a businessman. This is what I would do. Mm. When you control the investments of your clients, you have a hedge fund that you can fulfill the IPO of immediately. Because you've got 400 million contract, Mm. 100 million contract. Mm. Even if you get finance against the contracts, you're going to fulfill your IPO. You're going to buy all the planes you need. You're going to get all the crew you need. And then you're going to have the service. This is Do you it. know who the clients are? Your clients. Enlighten me. Your clients. They're basketball players. Mm. They're pro football players. That's why he's doing They're rock rappers. Sports. That's why he's doing rock everything. Mm. With no discrimination. Mm. And those people are your natural clients. But because you manage their investments ethically, it pays off. So now we're talking about ecosystems, right? Right. Your talent, you provide me with economics. I create entities which are worth money, which give you a return on your investment, which give you a service as a client. So why don't we? Mm. But isn't whole of us. So why don't we? I like the way you wrap that up. And unfortunately, I've just received a little DM that means I could possibly have a little very cool today. So we gotta wrap this up real quick. Um, Dino Kai, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. Get today. yourself a wife, it's guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, same to you. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> Dean, it's been absolutely amazing. Can you just tell the people where they can find you one more time? Absolutely. Don't look for me anymore in the solution room or any social media. Look forward 2018 to Anansi Money, which is the finance. Look for Quantum Defense which is where we desire contracts from local authority so we can get ahead of the murders, so that we can get ahead of the knife crime and the gun crime. Mm. We are our only solution. Nobody is coming to save us. That's it. No fairy tale endings. That's mental neuroses. If you believe in Santa, 
if you're looking for fairy tales god bless you there's a place called maudsley it's for you there's a ward and a bed and a room nobody will charge you and they've got injections that will pacify your whole life <laughs> dana kai this is uh been a pleasure talking to you for absolutely all. and uh all the best this is beer at banner uh, hit us up at, at Beer at Bants. Uh, if you agree, disagree, everything that Dean's been saying, that Cal's been saying, that I've been saying, uh, Beer at Banner at gmail.com. So that was our interview with Dean. Okay, big thanks to Dean for coming down to the show, talking to us. Uh, you know, he had a lot to say. If you agree, disagree, let us know at Beer at Bants, Beer at Banner, uh, at gmail.com. Uh, and make sure you go support him on his journey. Yeah, man, go check out the Solutions Room, um, the solutionsroom.co.uk, and you can get uh, a lot of info about Dina Kai and whatever movements he's doing. Um, I think he's a little bit uh, of a controversial character, man, from you know his interview with us. I thought his interview came across as a bit different to the person that I thought he was before we got to sat down and talk to him. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot to say. Yeah. And... Uh... Whether you, like I said, whether you agree, disagree, and so be it. That's what we aim to do at Beer Up and Banner. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think he's a little bit of a controversial character, um, and and he's definitely an interesting character. I'm glad we got a chance to speak to him. Yeah. But yeah, uh, for you listeners out there, uh, whatever you think, hit us up, let us know, at Beer Up Bants. Yeah, it's definitely rum... Well, beer, rum, <laughs> rum, rap and banter with him, yeah. Well, uh, actually, no rap because we tried to rap with him and he wasn't having a bar of it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Jay Z fan? Anyway, <laughs> nah, he was a big Jay Z fan. He was a big Jay Z fan. Um, talking about Jay Z, talking about music. Um, what could we review first? Drake shut down the in, uh, internet with his double A side. Would you call it a double a digital A side? Nowadays, there's none of that A side B side. But I, I would call it an A side B side. Yeah, God's so, plans yeah. and. Was it Diplomatic Community? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that, Cal? Because I know... You, well, we, we used to give Drake a lot of stick, but that was The moist God. That was, that was joking, but he we just doesn't... Him. He's he, one of the mandem. That's why we, we banter him, because it's like, <laughs> come on, man. He's, what, he's bought Top Boy. He's, he's, he's got joints with gigs and skeps and that. He's, like, he's one of the mandem now, isn't it? But yeah, but basically, he doesn't have rubbish records. He's not had a bad year, and he comes back, he just drops records at a, at a drop of a hat, shuts down the internet, Fastest streaming records and... Greased off J-Lo in a picture. He's greased off everyone, man. He said that on Diplomatic Community. He said that uh, last year I lost to J-Lo. I said, <laughs> he's mad enough to actually say that he took an L and that, you know what I mean? He probably thought it was going to be something and it turned out like she's basically, you know what I mean? It's what it is. It's J-Lo, isn't it? Like, like who wouldn't lose to J-Lo? She fucking do what she wants to do. I reckon do. them celebrities are all like chopping each other. I'm just um, keeping it on the keeping it on the low low. Well, who knows? But yo, th- those tunes were dope. The reason I thought it was an A side B side thing is because they were polar opposites. The two songs. One okay. was like a a very happy, bright, poppy kind of catchy kind of single. God's plan, God's plan. Nice. Yeah, it was a good record. Yeah. Very nice. Good message in there um, about people um, sort of preying on your downfall and whatever. Like, and why hate on people? Like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Why hate? Um, and, and on the B side, it was a bit darker, it was a bit more menacing, a bit more sinister, and he got real lyrical with it. Um, he took shots at, he took a shot at Joe Budden on there. Um, there was like a line about, I've seen people with Budden careers um, oh. sit down and start judging their peers. What? 
What's that supposed to mean? Nah, he's always having little digs. He, him and Jay-Z had, had, had the masters at little sly digs. Um, mm. Moving on, someone who was has been hated on in his in his career, uh, touching on a bit of grime music now. We've got a big up Jammer from the East End. Uh, the Merkel Man has released Are You Dumb Volume 5. Now, I was a big fan of all the Are You Dumb series. Uh, if you don't know, Jammer's obviously a grime pioneer from Boy Better Know. Um, Lord of the Mics, put out Lord of the Decks, um, and just you know Neckle Camp. So he put Neckle. out he he put out this this out these projects. Are you dumb? Which was a saying back in the day. Like, are you dumb, blood? Are you dumb? Are you dumb? And they they Wouldn't were mind like, getting some Neckle right now, actually. Oof. When I go soon, man. You can... Pause on that, actually, in case you listeners thought I was talking about getting neckle right now. Because obviously, I'm not going to be getting neckle right now. Because I'm sitting here on the sofa with you. Well, I mean, yeah. you've still got your leg up on the side of the oh, sofa. All right. Making sure you get your uh, your never regions. Uh... Anyway, so we're talking about uh, Jammer <laughs> and that. Anyway, um, Are You Done? Volume 5. Loads of different artists on there. DWE, Footsie. He's got Example on there. He's got Bruiser on there. I never felt Example, man. No, Example's like. I mean, he made good sort of singy dubstep records. He was more of a personality. He couldn't rap. I mean, I'd never rated him as a rapper, but he does his thing. Big up to him. Um, the main single, Skank On Me, is a big record from Jammer, and it's good to see him pushing his own stuff, whereas in the past he was always sort of featured with other artists, so he's pushing the Lord of the Mics compilation with up-and-coming artists, and he's always pushing the scene forward for music and clashing and whatnot. So this is a big project. Make sure you go check it out. And now that Spotify has got its own grand playlist, you can go back and check out all the Are You Dumbs 1 to 4. Um, real big, you know, real big movement for Graham. So big up Jammer on that one. Also, big up Lethal and Chip. Chipmunk did uh, London, produced by Swifter, top producer in the Graham scene. Uh, we really like that one, didn't we, Cal? The visuals look going all over London. And... Um, Lethal had some old footage of Pow back in the day with his Avrex, Chipmunk with the with the with the flow. So yeah, doing it for London. I was dope, man. Um, another couple doing it for London are Avelino and Dave. Uh, so they've got a new track out uh, called "You Can Stand Up," and that is stand up, stand up, and on the visuals. Avelino's album, no bullshit. Yeah, Go re- get that. Go re- get all that good stuff. Really like the visuals on that, and I'm really a big fan of Avelino. Um, who absolutely bodies the track, like his singing, his flow. And definitely one of the top artists in the UK. So they got Avelino and Dave sprinkles a nice bit of, bit of conscious bars on there as well. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave had a very lyrical verse. But Dave, man, I want you to make more of those merch rhythms. Like, like, want to know. Like, that's what's going to help bust and blow up, man. People don't really want to hear bars no more, man. I want to hear the bars. But the people, they don't really care. Mm. They just want to vibe out and zone out. Well, listen, this year... It's a big year, another big year for UK music and for Grime 2018. You got a lot of artists breaking through. Um, obviously, you got like the Afrobeat side with Notes and some of these other people as well, which are doing doing well on that side. But for us and Beer Rap and Banner, it's all about the rap, all about the bars. Big up the Grime Massive. Um, yeah. Big up Jammer. Are you dumb? Volume five. Make sure you go support that. Make are sure you dumb? Are you dumb, blood? Scan me single. Make sure you go support that. Uh, Avelino and Dave. The visuals were amazing. Um, oh, you, I wouldn't say amazing. I'm trying to be positive, man. S- steady on. Well, they weren't trash, were they? No, it was it was good. It was clean. It was alright. Oh. 
<laughs> Maybe because I started... you say it was amazing. You're hyping up, gassing up the thing. Everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, let me go check out this. Ah, what's he talking about? It wasn't even that good. Ignore like, Cal, yeah, he's a hater. Like, I've just been drinking. I'm on his second bottle now. He's getting me. No, I'm playing. It's dope, man. Wave Lab 4. This last topic of music, yeah, I want to raise this now. So, Cal just said that um, someone asked uh, for a beat of him. Like, he, he's a producer. He makes the beat. He uh, made the beat for the intro of the podcast, and I said, "What are you charging people now?" And he and he looked at me a bit funny. Now, listeners, do you think that Cal, a hardworking man to the left of me, should be charging people for his work, for his for his production? And Cal was like, "No, I'm not going to charge people like friends and fan, blah blah blah." But I'm like, "No, man, you should be charging your friends." And they should want to pay you. They should want to give you a £30, £50 for a beat, blah, blah, blah. Especially if they're going to sell it and perform it and try and make money off it and push themselves further. So, Cal, I put it to you. Start selling your beat. Start start selling yourself more. Let's be clear, yeah? Any Tom, Dick and Harry off the road hollering at me for a beat, you're going to need to pay me, fam. I need peas. No, I understand but that. I understand what, what, that. what I'm saying is here's someone that I've known, like someone that's family-like, you know what I mean? Um... And I wouldn't like I wouldn't even mention money. The like it, it's just something I would just do, innit? Like no, I something appreciate I do that. for a bridge. No, that's I appreciate so, that. But you're being polite, but at the same token, you can you can understand. I hope you can understand where I'm coming from to be like you have to start like man have to start putting in their pocket if they're gonna support you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you I think you're kind of right, like man need to eat and that, but like come on man, if I was if if you walked in and I was in the middle of making a beat and you was like, Oh bruv, make me a beat, like what would you really expect me to turn around and say, no, nah, that's 200 pounds, fam? Bruv, if the budget was there, right, real talk, yeah? yeah. If the budget was there and man was making money off the music like that or doing it, because it's a, it's a job, it's a business. Yeah. And you said, yeah, right, Ben, 200 pounds is my, is, is my standard rate for a beat, but mates rates, 150 to 100 pounds and a drink, I'd be like, and I was really doing this thing, mm. then why not? Why wouldn't I want to keep money, like Dina Kai says, like on Mount Mellon and listeners say, why wouldn't you want to keep the money circulating with inside the community? Keep it percolating. Keep you percolating. So why wouldn't you want to circulate the money? Yeah, you, And you in know America, what? they charge people for beats. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And but at the same time, in the music industry, there is this favour for a favour kind of, uh, uh, it's like an unwritten rule. Yeah, no, I hear you. So there's certain people that you work with where you'll never charge them. It will always be like, yeah, okay, you come on my album, you give me a beat. And then when you're doing an album, I come on your album and I rap. No, I hear you, I hear and, you. You know no, what I mean? I'm we just keep it moving like that. Favor, it's, it's community, it's family. I'm, I'm so when, when, when it's family with certain people, I'm not really going to ask them for pee. If they want to just drop pee on me, all right, I'll take that. But favours don't pay the bills or yeah, like... Well, this is it. a business thing. All right, if you sat down for six, seven hours to make a, make a record... You know what it is as well? And then work it. it, it that's it, a day's work. You know what it is? It depends what it is as well. Like if I if I came up with something and I thought, wow, this is a fucking masterpiece. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put this out. Art. I'm going to put this out. Like I'm going to try and push this to the biggest rappers in the game or I'm going to have to sell this for a bag, like minimum thousand pounds for this beat. And then a man walks in and like, oh, bro, let me jump on that. Let me have that. Yeah. Now we've got a problem, innit? But where a man actually just says, yeah, I've got this idea. I've got this melody in my head. Can you make this for me? Yeah, go on then. I hear what you're saying. Man. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to raise it because it was a, it, it was a topic we had off air, and it's seen as we're closing on the music element mm. uh, of the episode. I just wanted to say, but yeah, man, uh, do what you got to do, um, yeah, yeah, man. And I think that was a cool discussion to have as well because there's a lot of uh, producers and a lot of uh, artists out of there. Um, 
that would be interested in that discussion right there. I feel like have a network, you know, have a, a family. Because when you're an independent musician, it's hard, isn't it, man? There's so many obstacles. The last thing you need is to spend all of your money on just making the product. Your biggest obstacle is going to be having a marketing budget to make your product look nice and shiny, getting mm. the artwork, getting it mastered, getting the adverts out, getting it, uh, you know, getting it played on radio. There's so many obstacles. There's so many things where you can put your hand in your pocket and pay. Yeah. Really making the products is the last thing you want to pay for. You want to rely on your talent to be able to make it as cost effectively as possible. Learn to mix stuff down. Learn to master your own stuff. DIY. Work with artists that you, where you have a family with where you can say, all right, do this for me for free and I'll do something for you for free. Like, and then put your product out and try and make as much pee as possible. Mm. It's hard out here, especially for us in the UK where... It's hard out here for a player. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah, no, where, it is, you know it what is. I mean? The scene don't really support like it should do support like out here. So, you know, in places like America, they can blow up in their backyard like... Well, the population just... There's not the for them, innit? There's and the whole support. People support each other a lot in America. Like, they keep money circulating bruv, bruv, I was selling mixtapes when I was in Brooklyn, fam. I was actually just handing it out for promo yeah, and dudes were like, pay, oh, yeah. no, no, that's cool. Look, take $10. <clears throat> I was like, right. Okay. Yeah. Like, definitely. yeah, I want to support your hustle. I was like, okay. Well, that's why it's the land of dreams, the land of opportunity. <laughs> You'd be like, shit, should be selling it for more. Yeah, I mean. Um, that's why you listeners, you are lucky that we're giving you this content, this art for free. Freeness. It's freeness. It's Come on. beer rap and banner. That's what it is. It's the David Silver episode. Or the Philip Lam episode. Ooh. Nah, David Silver, man. He's, he makes Man City tick. Who's one more? I don't know. Didn't we say something about Ronaldinho before? But I don't think it Philip is. Philip Lom's won the Champions League, blood. Yeah, but bruv, Champions League. It's all about David Silva, the little maestro. I like da, the little. Da, da, da. The we li- all want to be the, the champions. champions. <laughs> 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 Do you remember that Arsenal the video Arsenal one. <laughs> <laughs> with the mad flute, <laughs> like, like a recorder or something? <laughs> Oh, episode 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. <laughs> um, I'm back drinking. Yeah, he's back, man. Dr- Welcome back, bro. Thank you. I've, I've, it's been, let me it's, taste this little thing. Yeah, that is a bit mad. I don't Torpedo. think I'm going to leave that here because I'll, I'll drive up into the fucking Blackwall Tunnel wall. If mm, I, if tastes I pretty good. Have it, man. Um, I'm going out for a curry later. It's episode 21 at Beer Rap Bands. Make sure you keep subscribing or subscribe, you tell your friends subscribe, to subscribe. subscribe. Make sure you download, make sure you comment. We need to keep it going every first and third of the month. We've yeah, got man. a YouTube video popping soon with the interviews. I'm out. I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> got a mouthful of drink there, so it was it was a bit awkward. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Keep supporting us. Beer Rap and Banter. Beer Rap Bants. See you soon. Peace. Peace. <laughs> no, that was a crazy interview. Oh my days. Thank you, man. Have That's you ever done anything like that before, Dean? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> man, I got loose. I never done that.